The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Who's back? Oh yeah! Tell a friend. The five count. Tony is back. We are so back right now. Tell another friend. Tell some friends. It's the five count. Here it is. Hey, we're back, Tony. Thank you so much for being here again this I week. Am so excited! Show number five hundred and sixty-seven thousand. Actually, we're approaching nine hundred. Are we I think, really? Or eight hundred? Nine hundred? 1200 that's a lot you know when we've been doing it as long as we have what's what's another number you know yeah what's another notch in the bedpost at this point i mean that's what i always say to your mom (laughs) (laughs) wow thank you i'm glad she's well taken care of appreciate you dust ton i appreciate you and i appreciate you being here tonight We've got a lot of fun stuff planned, probably. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll just see what happens. Might have some people calling in saying, hey, Ton might have some wisdom. I realized, Dust, that I started a story on last week's show and never got to finish it because someone called in. Oh, what was it? It was about how I was in my basement cleaning things up, setting up my sweet new... (laughs) And you found a mystery box. My sweet new uh, entertainment system. I did. You never you never finished the story. No. Sorry if you're listening to this. Dude, I found a box. It was all taped up. And it had an address label on it for Brazil. Uh-huh. I opened it up. It was those uh, Brazilian kick dancers? No. It turned out to be the sweetest Tonka truck you've ever seen in your life. And it was my childhood Tonka truck... That I was trying to sell once upon a time, and some guy in Brazil was going to pay me hundreds of dollars for it. Never paid. He won the bid. Never paid. I still had the box all taped up waiting for his payment. We're talking at least 10 years ago or more. Hundreds of dollars? Yes, hundreds of dollars 10 years ago. So what you're saying is now it's probably worthless. No, it's probably seriously worth some cash now. Maybe somebody else will bid it up even more now and not pay for it. It's a huge, it's like a big Tonka truck, black. It's got like an eagle on the hood. 
It's got a number plate on top. It's like a spoiler thing on the top of the roof. It's got what? an extra wheel. It's got a dirt bike with it. It's got a jack. It's got a red gas can. Did you customize this? It sounds no. like a Trans Am made it, into a dump truck. Dude, it's what it looks like. It's not a dump truck, dude. It's like a awesome, like, think about the 80s or 70s when, like, Bigfoot was all the rage and everybody was starting to jack up trucks. It's like that, dude, but with a dirt bike, too. It's a whole set, dude. Wow. That awesome. is an exciting story. I'm I glad we waited it. a whole week I to hear it. I found it. I hadn't seen it in years. It so amazing. are you going to sell it now or? No. Now I'm keeping it forever. Oh, well. It's meant to be, obviously. That was a good story, Ton. Thanks for sharing it. You got any other stories? We, oh, got a phone call here. Well, who could be calling us now? Someone's calling the five count hotline. But who? It's a person calling the hotline that wants to talk to Ton. Hello, caller one. Guess who's back, brother? No way. Tell a third friend. I told you I'd be back. Wow. Man, it's just like back in the old days when we used to get phone calls all the time. I found a pick. This is my Tonka truck. There it is. Wow. Ton's talking about a Tonka truck that he unearthed in his basement. I did. He's going to retire off of it. Four by four Tonka. Anyway, God, Floyd sounds Jones, like a great episode. Have you have you owned a Tonka truck or you've never I've had Tonka that. trucks? Have you owned Tonka trucks? He just Tonka trucked you with that last one. I there. just found one going for two hundred bucks. One of those big metal sandbox things, right? Yeah, dude, yes, but this is the coolest Tonka you've ever seen in your life. It's got flares, it's jacked up, it's got an extra tire, there's a car jack with it, a red gas can, a dirt bike, a huge antenna, number 14 on the side. you out of my tax bracket, man. Oh, man. Some guy in Brazil offered him $1,400 for it. This was like 10 years ago. And he turned him down. And I was gonna, I was going to sell it. It was all ready to go, but the guy never paid me, and... So it's been set. It's been sitting in my basement for years, like 10, 15 years. And uh, I just unearthed it the other day. I had no idea. It's amazing. Impressive. It was very impressive. It's about as impressive as your entire person, Floyd Shouts. You are a very wow. impressive person. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Don't sell it short. I will not. And just so the listeners really understand, if you didn't listen last week, Floyd Shouts is such a real man. He's sitting at his house in Wasika with zero air conditioning on purpose. He's saying to himself, I don't need your friggin' AC. I can handle this heat. Everything's fine. The heat I generate on a daily basis, I tell you. Wow. Can you imagine? <laughs> It's like three aluminum foundries all in one. Wow. Is that for real? <laughs> aluminum foundries? Floyd shouts, uh, if you're still conscious, uh, what are you up to? Well, um, again, wrestling got delayed, and uh, so I'm sitting around here with nothing to do other than talk to you schmoes on the phone. Well, thanks for that. Thank you so much. Well, so thank you for being there. You know, you're giving me giving me an outlet for my uh, for my boredom. 
Dude, have you done anything like fun recently? I mean, anything at all that you can share with us? Well, we, we've been in a pandemic, man. Yeah. You know, I just got fully vaxxed a couple weeks ago. And oh, wow, good for you. After I got off the toilet three weeks later, I, you know, just starting wow. to get out into the uh, public. I went and got a haircut. Did you? Nice. Yeah. Um, actually, my, my big thing is... Um, my uh, my wonderful best friend Beth uh, was able to secure SmackDown Live tickets for uh, Target Center at the end of July. Wow! For me, her, and her ten year old daughter, who just discovered wrestling this past year, and I've been kind of her, been kind of guiding her through it. And wow. uh, she has no idea that she's coming up back up to Minnesota to see SmackDown. Wow! Um, and so and. To top it off, Beth, I put Beth in charge of tickets, and she ended up getting us the second row floor right behind the commentator desk. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's like amazing. Rockstar seats that I would have never purchased. I was content with the $30 nosebleeds. Yeah, dude. You know? Like the, the ones you win from us? not going to know the difference. That's crazy. <laughs> Good for you. Can I say just yeah. that? I'm very excited, Floyd Shouts, that you found uh, someone who you could share your wrestling passion with. Because I know for the longest time you were hoping that person could be Ton, and obviously that's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, that he, the final nail in that is when he ripped on AEW a couple weeks back. <laughs> Dusty was ripping on AEW. What did Dusty I made solid points. He's an educated fan. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Something uneducated. I don't think I ripped it. I just said, AEW? Eh. Them fighting words. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm hoping you guys can still be friends and look past your obvious pro wrestling differences and just kind of bury the hatchet. We uh, We could share a locker room together. You know, we don't have to, you know, be sharing the the car from town to town, but we can coexist in the locker room, I would say. Okay. Dude, come on. You think we couldn't just ride in the same car? We couldn't even do that? Jeez. Uh, maybe if Dusty was riding shotgun. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, he, he, he would have to be the buffer. Wow. The, the Bruce buffer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Bruce Buffer. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I respect your right to your opinion. Thank you so much. That's all we ask. <laughs> no, I think but I'm I just... also reserve the right to rip it online. So, yes, you, you know, do. You do. It's America. It's, it's what I do. In all fairness, I don't really have much of an online presence. And when I respond to your stuff on Twitter, honestly, that's like the only commenting I do at all online. So to me, it's like even like you're you're a bit special just that I respond to you, honestly. That's a reality. Listen to himself, Listen to him put himself over like that. Like yeah. I should be in awe that you're even 
acknowledging no. me. Online. Well, you I'm, should. Be. No, no, no. I, you shouldn't be in awe. <clears throat> but I'm just telling you, like, <laughs> you should be in awe. That's that's really what's happening. Is I'm feel I don't talk to anyone online really. If you notice, I don't really post stuff or comment on stuff or whatever. I don't really do that. Well, then so, the people should be thanking me for bringing you for out, drawing me out. <laughs> yeah, they should. They really should. But in reality, I'm just not much of a wrestling fan anymore. You know what I do like, and I'm following Floyd Shouts is Formula One racing. That's what oh, I do God. like, and I'm following and watching. More fixed, that's more fixed than pro wrestling. Formula One racing is fixed? Oh, oh, yeah. It's been run by the mob since the 30s. Oh, wow. Here we go. Yeah, Everybody yeah. knows that. Here we go. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, maybe next year you'll get interested. They're doing a lot of spending caps to try to, try to regulate that. You know, I through the nineties I got into NASCAR through my dad, but um, you know, that was about it. I kinda kinda stopped uh when most people did after uh after Dale Senior died. Yeah. You I, know. I was never a fan of NASCAR. I always <sighs> thought it was very boring. Of course, too too low brow for you. It has nothing to do with the height of your brow. Totally has. <laughs> With, with your thousand dollar Tonka trucks and uh, man, are we digging this yeah. hatchet back up now? Yeah, what is the? I thought we buried it. Fan in the flames, man. I'm pretty sure when we got the Tonka, it was from Salvation Army. All right, when we got it, it was from Salvation Army. Salvation Army in the rich part of town. Apparently, <laughs> it was right down by SA and Mankato. Doesn't exist anymore. Come on, you guys. We didn't even have a Salvation Army in Las Vegas, so nah. Dude, have you seen the sweet promotional video on YouTube for Wasika? Like getting people to move to Wasika? Yes, from nineteen ninety seven. Dude, it is so awesome. When I, I watch that, high school then. I'm like, dude, I want to move to Wasika. But not really. Seriously. And then I talked to my friend Heather, who also lives in Wasika, and I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Should I just move to Wasika? And she's like, no. No, you shouldn't. We don't have a grocery store, you know. Yeah, it's been it's been rough out there. But God forbid you want a fresh apple. But there's good people out there. There's like you and my friend Heather, who's just really amazing person. And that ballpark they built is sharp. And they got Do not get me started. Do you love baseball, <laughs> Floyd Jones? I love baseball. I hate the fact they spent two million dollars on something that gets used. I I drive past it every day, and I've seen the lawn being mowed more times than I've seen baseball games in the past two months. Wow! So yeah, good good. The 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 original ballpark that burned down was a historical monument because it had been there since, like, the 1930s. But all that value went up in flames, sad to say. And so the whole idea that you need to revive the ballpark, the new ballpark isn't worth it's a van. It was a vanity project. Oh, and now you're getting me going about all three-year-old right. politics. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Maybe we should play now some now music. I want to spend my Saturday night. 
We'll put, play a song and get you cooled down. If here. it makes you feel any better, <laughs> I uh, I like ball, baseball even less than I liked NASCAR. So let that right, fuel well, you to fire. That's nice to know you, Tommy. <laughs> man. Sorry, man. Well, you know what? I think we're making real progress here. Yeah, totally. Dusty, you should play a song to cool me down. I'll do that. Also, I'll get you a big giant block of ice so you can sit on it up there. Yeah, the I'm like a nest on. <laughs> well, thanks for calling, and thank you so much for everything else. Well, have a great episode, boys, and uh, I will see you when I see you. All right. See you, Floyd Shouts. Stay cool. Bye-bye. Yeah. That was Billy Floyd Shouts. He was a caller one, Tom. You know how you become a caller one? By calling the five-count hotline. Seriously, 507-519-2030. You can call that number anytime, anywhere. Leave us a voicemail if we don't answer. Yeah, and now let's hear a song or five, shall we? Yes. Just hold in the mic If you want to test me I'll do your finding The things I'll teach you Be sure to beat you but Nevertheless To get a lesson from teacher Now kick Kick Punch Punch Jump Tap Block Block Once more now kick Kick Punch Punch Jump Tap And block Block Don't get cocky It's gonna get rocky We're gonna move down To the next jump now duck, duck, jump, jump, turn, turn, pause. You don't care for the jump, jump, pause, pause, duck, duck, and turn, turn. Mm, yeah, I see you're getting better. Kick to the limit in order to get an out. Kick, punch, kick, punch, jump, block.
shut down in May But I know I'm going to change the tune Yes, yes When I'm back on top, back on top in June I said that's life and funny as it may seem Some people get their kicks just sopping on a dream But I won't let it, I won't let it get me down No, no It's fine on world, it keeps on spinning around A pirate, a poet, a pun and a queen I've been up and down and over and out And uh, I know one thing Yeah, this time I find myself just flat on my face I pick myself up and jump back into the race
Boing, boing. Today was a good day. Boing, boing. The day before was a bad day. Boing, boing. The ups and downs of life. I had to work late, but I got the job done. The shop was out of beer, but the bread was two for one. I lost my umbrella, but it didn't rain. What with one thing and another, it all makes me want to say, boing, boing. Today was a good day. Boing, boing. The day before was a bad day. Boing, boing. The ups and downs of life. I like all my colleagues, except for the boss. My neighbors are nice, the landlord's not. The water's flowing, but it isn't hot. What with one thing and another, the impression I've got is boing, boing. Today was a good day. Boing, boing. The day before was a bad day. Boing, boing. The ups and downs of life. You cannot be serious. Yesterday you forgot how to play. But now you're back, and it's game set and match. Giving a speech that says Boing boing Today was a good day Boing boing The day before was a bad day Boing boing The ups and downs of life If today was all a bit too much Tomorrow could turn out great And if it's all going really well your best to appreciate today and say Today was a good day The day before was a bad day The ups and downs of life Boing boing Today was a good day Boing boing The day before was a bad day Boing boing The ups and downs of life Boing boing I'm 
みなみなさまもそりゃやっとこせよいやなおさまのお出ましの奥に奥に自慢もえいえじゃないかお国の神さん歌いをもってお天道さまも歌わんでえいえじゃないかいえいえじゃないかえいえじゃないかいえいえじゃないかえいえじゃないかいえいえじゃないかえいえじゃないかいえいえじゃないかえいえじゃないかいえいえじゃないかever had I want a brave man I 
get mad it's the five count tons the best friend that i ever had oh isn't that nice welcome back to the show thank you so much it's just one of them shows you know like back in the day back in the day buffet when we would just hang out and play some songs no particular reason yeah just hang out and do what we like i really feel like we established uh on that last uh, talking portion how much floyd shouts really does hate me i just and it's just too much of a bummer for me to deal with, I think, right now. I kind of feel like uh, he sees you as his little brother or his big brother. But why? Or his guy he really don't like. I don't see him that way. I feel like we can all like different things and it's okay. It doesn't matter. I still like him as a person. Ton, I like everybody. And I especially like making great radio together yes because that's what we do that's here at the maverick do right now which we haven't been physically at the maverick on the air for about a year and a half but you'd never know it in fact never. you wouldn't even know that right now is two weeks ago you would have no idea except for dusty just told you because yeah. he's gone he left he jumped ship i'm out of here he said f this f you f all your fans and i'm gone He's paraphrasing. (laughs) I said something to that effect, but I don't know if it was exactly that. Where did you even go? Where are you right now? I'm probably dead somewhere in Arizona. Oh, man. It's like 119 degrees. Yeah, but it's a dry heat dust. Oh, is that what it is? Wait till you feel your joints when you get there. Mm. It's a dry heat. You know, the kind when like your flip flops melt to the asphalt. Yeah, dude. And the rubber in your underwear melts and burns your thighs. Also, when you sweat, it just dries off real fast. Like, So your clothes don't stick to you? Your joints feel amazing. Sure. And the third degree burns on my bald head will be real good when I'm in the shower trying to shampoo. Wear a hat and sunscreen. Well, it's too late now, Ton, because I'm probably already dead. You're not dead. You're surviving. 
Just get the sunscreen. Get the sports sunscreen. Get that get that nice sports the spray on stuff. For that sporty look. Yeah, you can even buy the you can buy the Target brand. That's what I do. I buy that Target brand sport spray sunscreen. Spray that on and Man, you just look really good. Holy crap, Ton. What? I got some news for you that no I way. just almost forgot, but then I remembered, and I forgot, but now I remembered it again. Okay, I'm ready. Guess who's coming to Mankato at the What's Up Lounge, thanks in part most likely to you? I have no idea. Michael Angelo Batio. What, dude? No. Formerly of Nitro, <laughs> no, the band dude. that reunited thanks to us. Are you serious right he's now? He's coming to the What's Up Lounge, dude, no. and he's going to have some instructional guitar techniques for you to learn how to play the freaking ambidextrous wow. ghost note quad guitar. Wow, dude. He's going to be here in your hometown. Dude, have you reached out to him? Does he know that he's talked to us and this is where he's coming? Does he know that we're the reason Nitro reunited? Wow. I ought to wow. tell him. You should tell him. You should talk to him. Okay, I'm going to reach knows. out to him. He knows, of course, dude. He knows. Yeah, he owes a lot of his success to you, I think. Yeah, because remember when we interviewed him and he said, like, I don't even think about Nitro anymore. I yeah. Know, what, is even, what are you even saying? And, and then, then it, six months later, yeah, boom. he's back with them. Yes coincidence no i think not and now he's coming to our town looking dude, for you probably he's gonna to be shake coming your hand over yeah. he's gonna be coming to my place dude you're gonna want to come to my patio michelangelo batio on my patio it's gonna be amazing we should probably go right yeah we should go right now prepare for him okay i'll reach out to him and his people and say hey why don't you swing by tell him tell him to unstained his deck and everything it's ready to rock Ton will send you an unsolicited deck pick. Yeah, dude, to, I will. To tempt you. Yes. Accessorized and everything. I just thought you should know that he's going to be coming. That's great news. Ton, what, uh, what else do you think we should talk about? I know, the five count at the movies. Yeah, dude. That's an exclusive uh, program that we offer to our good friends on Patreon. We sit and watch movies together. Guess which movie we watched? You'd probably know if you're listening to this on Saturday. It uh, actually was released yesterday morning on our Patreon. Sit with Ton and I on the couch and watch Road Meat. Road Meat. Road Meat. I think Nikki Strasselmeyer is going to be the only one that will watch it, but I appreciate her watching those. Road Meat. She's going to love this one, I feel like. I if know. she loved Killing Spree, she's going to love Road Meat. I'm having a fun time with this. I don't know if anyone else is really enjoying it as much as they ought to be, but kind of like this program over the last 40 years, yeah. like, oh, whatever. I'm still enjoying it. I got to say, I don't know how many of the movies we've done yet. I don't know how many they are. Do you, do you know off the top of your head? Probably like seven or eight. Seven or eight. So not that many, but I feel like i enjoy doing them but i also feel like we haven't fully we haven't hit our stride yet with these movies you know what i'm saying like us being at peak performance but it's getting better every single one you know why that probably seems that way why i'll let you in on a little secret the mystery science guys who we've yeah. had on this show several times yes they actually watch the movies uh probably a hundred times and write really? scripts really before they record 
So when you think like, oh, those guys are so funny and they just all listen to that funny quip off the cuff, it's not. It's not at all. There's like 10 writers who are writing scripts over like a 50 viewing session. Whereas Ton and I are watching these movies for the first time. We don't even know what they're about. Yeah, dude. We watch them cold right in front of you. It's kind of like if we just came over to your house and sat down and got a five for five from Video Magic. Yeah, dude. Rented something based on the VHS cover and popped it in and found out that it sucks. Dude, I just want everyone listening right now to know that I would 100% do that. I would love to get a five for five and sit on your couch with Dusty and talk over whatever movie. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, why don't you invite us over? I love that idea. Maybe we could have like a contest or something. And by contest, I mean the only person who's interested will win. Yes. (laughs) That's an awesome idea. For, you know, the sake of our egos. I love this idea. But you'll have to feed us. Well, at least me. You don't have to. Ton's not allowed to eat. It depends on if it's an eating day for me or not. But I mean, just like popcorn is fine. Ton's bulimic, so just worry about me. I'm not bulimic. What are you saying? That's a terrible thing to say. Come on. Now. It's a terrible thing to do, Tom. It is a terrible thing to do to You're your You're better than that. I don't recommend anyone do that. What do you recommend we do, Tom? I recommend that anyone listening should go to thefivecount.com and check out all that we have to offer. And in particular, check out Dusty's biceps. Can He's you find those there? Real hunky. Yes. It's like road meat. Road meat. <laughs> wow, man. Wow. I'm looking around for a movie we should watch next time. I also recommend that if you're sitting there listening to this program, then you should definitely also call the Five Count Hotline, 507-519-2030. We are not currently most likely going to answer your call, but you can definitely leave us a message. And if you call on a Wednesday evening... We might have a very, a very high chance that we would answer your call. Ton might be out in your bushes as we speak. I'm not going to be in your bushes. I mean, unless you want me to be in your bush, bushes, whatever it is. Hey. But I need an invitation. Hey. Hey. Turn around. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Ah! Gotcha. Just playing. Ton's already out in your front stoop. Yeah. Stealing your mail. Bend your stoop. Ton, have you ever seen a movie called Howard the Duck? Yeah, dude, of course. You have? I own the movie. Did you know that we had uh, Howard the Duck? Yes. On the program? He's a Con alumnus. Ed Gale. I know that. A.K.A. Howard the Duck. Great film. We've also had Thomas Doby on the five count. The man who was in charge of the soundtrack to Howard the Duck. Good guy. Uh, I think we should probably, for the listeners out there who maybe aren't familiar with the story of Howard the Duck, yeah, I think we should all gather around right now and we should hear it. Really? Yeah, why not? What the heck? All right, sounds great to me. And then we'll come back, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. Here's the story of Howard the Duck. The Rainbow Theater presents Howard the Duck? You can read along with me in your book. When you hear this, turn the page. 
Let's begin now. The universe is a vast span of limitless space, punctuated by countless worlds, where every possible reality exists. Reality on any one world is mere fantasy on all others. Here, all is real, and all is illusion. What is, what was, and what will be starts here with the words, In the beginning was Howard the Duck. In his shabby little apartment on Duck World, millions of miles away, out amongst the furthest galaxies, Howard the Duck switched on his TV set. Slowly, a picture came into focus. Oh, no. It's not enough I gotta spend a boring evening parked in front of the boob tube. Now there's nothing on but a boring old soap opera. What if nothing exciting ever happen around here? I have a good mind to... Hey, what's going on? Howard's whole apartment had begun to shake. Suddenly there was a loud explosion and a blinding flash. Howard shot across the room and smashed through the apartment wall. Up he flew, above the buildings and out into space, until the two moons of his home planet were left far behind. He hurtled past glittering stars and asteroids, and then he began to tumble down, down toward an eerie greenish-blue world far below. Screeching like a banshee, he plummeted down towards the lights of a strange city. Down and down he went, and finally landed with a bubble in a dark and dingy alley. In this alley, there was a rock club. And inside the club, an all-girl group called Cherry Bomb had just finished performing. Beverly Switzler, the lead singer with Cherry Bomb, was just coming out into the alley. Without noticing Howard, she began to walk towards the main street. And then she stopped dead in her tracks. Two dark figures stood in the shadows, blocking her path. Say, you sing real good, baby. Yeah, and you look real good, too. <laughs> Thanks. Now, how about getting out of my way? Well, what's your hurry? Why don't we have our own private show right here? No! Stay away! Help! Somebody help me! Beverly's cry stirred something deep within Howard's feathered breast. Suddenly, as the punks wrestled Beverly to the pavement, he let out a chilling yell. Hiya! On my planet, we never say die. We say kill. Out leapt an enraged Howard, posed in the traditional fighting stance of a master of the duck world martial art of quack foo. A quick kick sent the smaller punk sprawling into a pile of trash. A deadly chop to the throat left the other gasping against the wall. Hey! This guy's crazy! Let's get out of here! Wait for me. As the two punks fled down the alley, Beverly got to her feet. Wow! Thanks a lot! Say, are you... Are you really a duck? Sure I'm a duck. Where am I? Cleveland. Never heard of it. It's in the United States of America. The United... Say, what planet is this? Why, Earth, of course. 
Holy duck! How did I get here? You gotta help me. Okay, take it easy. Relax. Where do you live? On Duck World, and I gotta get home. You'd better spend the night at my place. You can tell me all about it, and first thing tomorrow, we'll go over to the Museum of Natural History. I know a guy there, Phil Blumbert. He's some sort of animal scientist. He'll know what to do. That evening at Beverly's apartment, Howard told her all about his mysterious journey to Earth. Next morning, bright and early, they set off for the museum. Phil Blumbert could hardly contain his enthusiasm when he saw Howard. Look, I think I can explain what happened. I belong to a research group headed by a man called Jenning. Last night, we were carrying out an experiment in the Aerodyne Lab using the laser spectroscope to take a reading from deep space. We must have accidentally hit your planet, and <sniffs> terrific! Why, you dumb son of a mallard! I'm really sorry, Howard. Let's get over to the Aerodyne Lab right away. We should be able to send you home the same way we brought you here with the laser spectroscope. When they arrived at the lab, they found the place in a shambles. Alarm bells were ringing, and fires were raging everywhere. Out of the smoke staggered a young scientist. What happened, Wilson? It, it was Jenning. He activated the laser spectroscope a second time. Something else was drawn down to earth. Only this time, it was something terribly evil. There was a massive explosion. We don't know what happened to Jenning. The police have been notified. They've got the whole story. Here they are now. Okay, nobody move. Hanson, grab a hold of that alien. Hey, I demand a lawyer. Doesn't your planet believe in equal rights for ducks, Lieutenant Howard? Is harmless, but there's another creature around here somewhere. And oh yeah, Hanson, take this guy in the duck suit downtown and lock him up until I can sort out this mess. What's the charge, sir? Impersonating an alien. Hanson and another policeman led Howard out of the lab to where a police car was waiting. Beverly followed. Suddenly, Howard gave a blood-curdling yell and leapt into action. Hi! Well, that takes care of them. Now I'm in a worse mess than ever. If they find me, I'm a dead duck. Hey, Bev, look. There's someone over there in the shadows. Okay, don't shoot. I give up. I won't harm you. I'm Jenning. You must be the first alien we brought down. Listen to me, both of you. I saw the second alien, and it's evil. It's inside me. Now, it's taking me over. Jenning, you've lost your marbles. We've no time for all this. We've got to get out of here. Come on. When the music stops, turn your cassette over. Hey everybody, this is Ed Gale, a.k.a. Howard the Duck, and you're listening to The Five Count.
Howard grabbed Jenning by the arm and pulled him towards an empty police car with Beverly following close behind. They got in, Jennings started the engine, and they sped off down the road. Suddenly, Jennings screamed. I'm slipping away! Help me! That creature has got control of me! It's taking over! Can't you wait until we reach a rest stop? Look, there's a diner over there. Pull over! The car skidded to a stop in front of the diner. Inside, Jennings began to act very strangely. He picked up a glass of water, and it began to boil in his hand. He gulped down the steaming liquid as Howard and Beverly watched in amazement. His body glowed frighteningly, and his eyes gleamed. Then he spoke. Jenning is dead. I am a dark overlord from the nexus of Somminus. The laser spectroscope released me from the regions of demons and brought me down to Earth. Now I am going to draw the other dark overlords down, and together we will destroy all life on this planet. I leave you now, Howard, but I'm taking the girl with me. I shall need her. The alien grabbed Beverly and hurried her out of the diner with Howard in hot pursuit. There was an unattended truck outside, and the alien bundled Beverly inside and drove off at high speed, almost running down Howard in the process. The Dark Overlord was now completely in control of Jennings' physical form. A slimy, eel-like tentacle protruded from its mouth, and it fed on electrical energy from the truck. Beverly stared in horror. What are you going to do with me? We are going back to the land. When I bring the Dark Overlords down to Earth, I shall need a body. Your body. The Dark Overlords cannot exist on Earth unless they have a body to grow in. <laughs> Howard wandered unhappily back to the diner. At that moment, there was the wail of police sirens and several police cars drew up outside. Howard hastily dodged into the bushes. Several policemen piled out of the cars and entered the diner. And then, suddenly, Howard spotted Phil Blumbert, sitting handcuffed in the back of one of the police cars. Cautiously, he sneaked over to the unattended car. Phil, is that you? Howard, they arrested me. I'm going to have a criminal record. So what? You and everyone else on this wacky planet will soon be dead if we don't stop Jenning. That demon from outer space has taken him over. He's going to bring down more monsters so he can conquer Earth. And he's kidnapped Beverly. Howard, if what you say is true, he'll head back to the plant to use the laser spectroscope. Of course it's true, you bird brain. Now use that expensive education of yours to get us out of here. Okay, now listen. Just down the road, there's a small plane parked in the field, an ultralight. If it weren't for these handcuffs, I'd fly it myself. But I can't, so you're going to do it. Me? But I don't have my pilot's license. Trembling with fear, Howard managed to get the ultralight airborne. How he did it, he never knew. But just 15 minutes later, they landed outside the lab. 
Carefully, they made their way to the room containing the laser spectroscope and peeked inside. Jennings was bending over the spectroscope. Tied to a metal table beneath the lens was Beverly. Howard clenched his beak. Howard, you can't fight him with your bare hands. You'll need a weapon. You can use this. It's a neutron disintegrator. It'll blast the alien to kingdom come. But we've got to hurry before he sees us. Too late, Filzy old boy. He spotted us. A searing ray from Jennings' outstretched hand blasted a huge hole in the lab wall. Howard activated the neutron disintegrator. There was a blinding flash, and then silence. When the smoke cleared, someone moaned. It was Jennings. Phil and Howard rushed to his side. I'm all right. The alien's not inside me anymore, but it's loose here in the lab. Over there, look. They looked up and saw the dark overlord in its true form—a huge, loathsome monster. It was about to activate the laser spectroscope and bring down an army of dark overlords. If I fire at that creature, I'll destroy the one device that can send me home. Oh well, someone's got to save these hairless apes. So long, Duck World. Howard pressed the trigger of the neutron disintegrator. And the dark overlord disappeared in a tremendous flash of fire, and the spectroscope disintegrated with it. Howard, you've just saved the entire Earth from destruction, but you'll never get back to Duck World now. You're trapped on Earth forever. Then I guess there's only one thing to do. I'll have to look for a job. Hey Bev, could you use a manager for your rock group? Hello there, this is Thomas Dolby, and you're listening to the Five Count on KMSU 89.7.
were barking I must have fallen asleep where I was parking and then I dreamed two dogs were talking take my word it was the doggonest thing you ever She said, Mama will bark. You look so lovely in the moonlight. Yes, but Papa will bark. Your eyes are shining like the starlight. Yes, but Mama will bark. Your lips are so inviting, darling. Give me one more kiss. Mama will spank. The night is young and you are here so near. But Papa will spank. Please let me whisper in your ear, my dear. But Mama will spank. This is the moment I have dreamed of, darling. Oh, what a bliss. I think that I shall never see. A tree as lovely as thee. Take me right home I wish the night would never end I know, but Papa will spank I'd like to be more than a friend I know, but Mama will bark You know I'm crazy about you, honey Give me one more kiss Give me a kiss I really have to go, Mama will worry Give me a kiss It's getting late, I really have to hurry Well, just a teensy-weensy little one And then good night Give me your paw Something inside me says I really shouldn't Let me hold your paw If it was anybody else I wouldn't Give me your paw The way you make me stay out late with you It just ain't right I swear that I shall never see A canine lovely as thee Take me right home I wish the night would never end I know, but Papa will spank I'd like to be more than a friend I know, but Mama will bark You know I'm crazy about you, honey Give me one more kiss <laughs> Ah, 
So you the air dealers for keeping me daughter out late every night, huh? Well, take that, and take that, and take that. Hot dog, woof. Hey, guys, this is Dabo Creator. Billy Blake, you listening to The Five Count. Remember, want to hear something good, tune in.
Moonlight. Oh yeah. Moonlight loving. Moonlight loving. Menage et toi. Menage et toi. Welcome back to the five count. Thanks for joining us tonight. Are you still a Gunther fan? Me? Yeah. What kind of question is that? Is that something you grow out of or you stop being? No, I mean, hey, not you, for me. Do you still, you know, breathe in and out? Yeah. Please. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I've been recently trying to have a resurgence and like, you know, show Gunther to the masses, uh, i.e. my coworkers at work. And it seems to be not well received. No one takes me seriously. And I'm like, this guy is the real deal. Like, how, how else can I prove it to them? Prove it to them by um, no longer associating with them. It's a good plan. You need a new clientele. It's a good plan. Some of these people you talk about, they just seem like cramp in your style. Yeah, except Heather. She's great. Ton, can I ask you a very important question? Yes. Um, It's going to require you to do some thinking. I'm ready. And some soul searching. I'm so ready. Some reminiscing. Some rehashing, perhaps. I'm ready for this question. Well, I'm going to ask you something about your thoughts on, you know, like what was going down, you know, maybe 10 years ago. Oh, dude, come on now. I can't remember what happened last week, let alone 10 years ago. Well, snap out of it, ton, because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history. Exactly. June 25th, 2011. Wow. 2011. That was 10 years ago. That's a long time ago. I know we've said this before, but sometimes when I think like, uh, I don't know, like 20 years ago, like 1992-ish, it's not. It's like 2000. That's weird. You're old. That is super weird. 
I'll tell a story about being old a little bit later. Well, first, let me uh, let you know here that uh, we kicked off the summer with a bang for this episode. Is it the first day of summer? I don't know. Or is that tomorrow? No hey, idea. Happy summer. Or maybe summer was last week. Happy summer. Hey, whatever. Get off me. <laughs> Listen, Ton, 10 years ago during the show, we explained how actress Nell Carter invented Kit Kats. Really? Me, you, and the Dirty Birds. Wow. We also tried to decide who would win in a fight between the communities of Henderson and LeSueur. Oh, wow. Don't recommend uh, going to, living in, or being near either of those places if you can help wow. it. Wow. And we issued an open challenge to Coolio, who apparently Ton considered a Foolio at the time. Was this before or after we had him on the show? I was going to say, little did he know. Coolio would soon become a five-count alumnus. Wow. That's amazing. You know what else is amazing? I have seen Coolio in concert, I think, three times. That's weird. Why? I know. Why would you, why would you do that? And why I've talked to him on the phone for 20 minutes. I'm practically best friends with Coolio. That's weird. It is weird. How's that happen? I don't know. I don't know either. But it's a thing. Good for you, pal. It happened. We played some songs about having a good time and getting ready for summer. We played Pastime Paradise by Stevie Wonder, which I'm guessing probably prompted your Coolio outburst. Yeah. Because he got mad at Weird Al for ripping off Gangsta Paradise, even though it was a complete ripoff of Pastime Paradise. Yes. It was like I stole it first kind of thing. Yes. And then we played Motorhead. Nice. Because Tun was probably thinking, man, remember when the Five Count House Band did all those Motorhead songs? We should do those again. But little did he know, not only would Coolio soon be his best friend, but also the Five Count House Band would die. They would never play again. They would peter out with a whimper. Yes. That's a bummer. What a bummer. We're just on hiatus. Wait, didn't you make out some plan a few weeks back about how we need to be prepared to play the Five Count House Band again? For the 20-year anniversary? Yeah. Yeah, we got three years, man. Three years. Better hop to it. We're not broken up. We're just on hiatus (laughs) until I learn how to play again. We're getting the band back together. Nice. That was 10 years ago, Tom. You, me, and the Dirty Birds. It was probably a good time. It was probably a real good time. Think so? Yeah. I miss those days. Me too. The days with the Dirty Birds were pretty good days. They were. They're all available on thefivecount.com. If you're so just inclined. I was trying something there. It didn't work. but I, I was, think it sort of worked. I was already halfway through when I realized that, but figured I'd just soldier on. I lost the story I was going to tell. Oh, I got it back again. <laughs> Whew, what a relief. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Dude, talking about how old we are, I was at GameStop the other day, talked to a worker there. Now, admittedly, I was looking for some really old, obscure stuff. And now this is another scenario where it doesn't, it's like odd to me. So even to me now, I think old, obscure stuff would be like... Odyssey 2? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Or maybe even like, um, like I wouldn't expect to see 
Atari and NES games <laughs> or any Genesis games in a GameStop anymore. Like that's really old. I wouldn't expect to see that anymore. I thought you busted through the door. Hey, where are the fifty two hundred games? Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but so I mean that I would be I would just like okay with. But I really honestly went in there thinking that they might have PlayStation Two titles. Like I didn't think that PS Two would be that out of out of line to. It's about twenty five years old now. That almost. is weird. Didn't I did not it. realize how old that was. I was in high school when I got one. So and now I'm middle aged. Yeah. So um. So there's the strike number one against me. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I'm probably looking for worse. stuff you guys don't have. And then I said, well, do you guys carry any gaming switchers? So now I set up this whole this whole audio-video rack, and I've got a PlayStation 2 and a GameCube and then just a VCR and a DVD player on here. And the old TV doesn't have enough inputs for all this stuff. That's the way it was back in the day. It's got two inputs. So I was wondering if they had a switcher. Well, of course, this old TV, it's a tube TV. It doesn't have HDMI. None of that existed back then. None of those those have HDMI. So of Why don't course, you head to Radio Shack? I, dude, I've been wishing the whole time. I've been like, <laughs> I wish we still had a Radio Shack. This young guy says to me, oh, yeah, no, I've been, you know, I've been looking for the same thing. And the, the other girl working there goes, oh, like an HDMI switcher? And I was like, no, none of the stuff on it takes HDMI, but whatever. And he's like, no, no, I've got, no, I've got a PlayStation 1 and 2. I got all those old systems, too, and then a 3 and a 4 and a 5 now. And it's, I want to have them all hooked up, you know. And that's, but I, I looked into it, and I think these, these switchers like that, it's like a relatively new concept. And I just don't, I mean, I looked around online, but I still really couldn't find much of anything. Uh, you know, I think the one I found was like 200 bucks, And, I mean, that might be your only bet, but I bet you won't be able to find one because it's really, it's, I think it's like a new thing. And I was sitting there going like. I'm pretty sure that's not real. Like, dude, you're 17. And if there was just a damn Radio Shack, there'd be 17,000 different options for a freaking switcher right now. What the hell is it's, he talking about? It's relatively about? new. It's not relatively new. They've been selling audio-video switchers since TVs and VCRs existed. It's ridiculous. Did I was, you punch them? No, I didn't get irate. I just It was one of those scenarios where I was like, there is no... Like, if I start talking to this dude, I'd have to, like, show him the specific websites where this stuff exists. Because young people don't just take your word for stuff. They have no clue. They'll just, they'll be like, oh, I, uh, and then not believe you. And, <laughs> you know, I was just like, no. I, was, I just said, okay, yeah. Well, thanks, man. Catch you later. And, and then, then you punched him. I went on Amazon and bought the switcher that I needed for 12 bucks is what I did. But I tried to give them the shot, you know. I went to Best Buy. I went to uh, the pawn shop. I went to the GameStop. Nobody had a switcher. Pawn shop had PS2 games, though. Solid. Scratched up Madden 2005s? Yes, a billion scratched up discs. Um, and I will say 90% of it is Madden, NHL, and basketball games. And then there's like a few, there's like, 10% ATV off-roader uh like big buck hunter cool you know like really not great games oh 
There was like four copies of GTA Vice City, which I would definitely buy one of those, but all of them were in terrible condition, like the most scratched I've ever seen. So I just handpicked a few things. and I used to love Pawn America. Yeah. And now it's kind of like a bad garage sale. Yeah. It's weird in there now. But they also actually had a few NES titles, and they weren't terribly priced. They had some, um, they had some Atari, some Genesis. They had a bunch of Game Boy stuff, and it wasn't terrible prices. It was fairly reasonable. What Genesis did they have? I don't recall. I I just glanced over it. You know, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Yes, yeah, I do. Uh, the other weird thing is. I think it's odd that there's only Pawn America really now. Do you remember when it used to be like there was a lot of pawn shops? I think I think at one point we had four pawn shops in this town. I think you maybe should start one. Tons Pawn. But at the other pawn shops... You'd wear the gold chain you have on yeah, the chest here. It would make sense. There was a lot of, like, different stuff at other pawn shops. And it was like each pawn shop kind of had their specialty of what they were into. That's where Ton bought all his giant speaker boxes for his car. That really became a thing. What was it? Quality Pawn? Quality Pawn was huge with the speakers, rims, stereos, a lot of that stuff. Um, I still think about it and regret to this day not buying this guitar cabinet there was this vintage series crate uh guitar amplifier and it was a blonde a blonde version a tweed blonde version of the four 10 inch speakers in it just an awesome awesome amp awesome sounding amp and it was at ron's pawn and i couldn't talk him down and didn't have the 400 bucks to buy it at the time and uh, I still, I still kick, kick myself. I should have just put it on credit or something. I should have bought it. Hey, if you're out there and you bought it, just let Ton have it. He needs it more than you do. I loved it, dude. I plugged into it. They let me play it for a little while, and I was like blown away. Come a on, Ron. A friend of mine had like the two twelve version, and it was okay. But that four ten version just sounded sweet, man. Man, Ron's pawn. Man is right. Tony, you want to hear some music again? Yeah, dude. Before we call it a night. I got I some real choice tunes coming up for you. I can't wait. Because you're so forlorn about your missing cab from Ron. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was going somewhere with that, but I'm, now I'm not. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's what it says on tons business cards. I would it does. I hand them out all the time. No takers, though. Baby, here I am. I'm a man on the scene. I can give you what you want, but you got to go home with me. I forgot some good old love, and then I got some in store. When I get through throwing it on you, you got to come back for more. Boys and things will come by the dozen. That ain't nothing but drugs go loving. Pretty little thing, let me light your count. Cause mama, I'm sure hard to hell and I yes around. Action, speech, light 
Southern bird And I'm a man with a great experience I know you got you another man But I can love you better than him Take my hand, don't be afraid I wanna prove every word I say I'm advertising love for free So won't you raise your ass with me Boys will call my dime out for loving But that ain't nothing but ten cents love Pretty little thing, let me like to count Cause mama, I'm so hard to hell and I Yes, I am Baby, here I am, I'm a man on the scene I can give you what you want, just come go home with me I got some good old loving and I got the better in store When I get through throwing it on you, you got to come back for more Boys will call my dime by my loving, but that ain't nothing but drugstore love Pretty little thing, let me light your count, called mama, I'm so hard to hell and I, yes I am
Love that. 
Plus, I have control of your radio tubes. Uh, and I do too. And you're listening to the five count. One, two, three, four. What comes after four, Ren? Five, you idiot! and Bjornsons and the Olsons that they knew long ago. Dear hearts and gentle people, I can see those Swedes all dancing. Them blonde girls sure look cute. Oh, I can hear those big Swedes whooping with the hain on the svenska and the poo-poo-pa-doop. Oh, how I yearn to return to my shack by the river. Waiting there for me Oh, holy ye We'll be wed in Minneapolis sometime next fall We'll spend our honeymoon in a hotel in St. Paul I want to go back to my little old shack In Minneapolis, Minnesota Where the mackerel and the pickerel and the lutefisk Go swimming by I 
gonna go back to my little old shack in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Skadoodidoodidoody, where Hedy Jensen's awaiting patiently. She's my sweet patootie. She sits and cracks her knuckles, looking forward to the day. When Al arrived there shouting, got a pocket full of sense and for my sweetheart Hedy Jensen, I'll go back to the shack that I built down by the river. Yeah, sure, where life is sweet and sweets are always gay. Hey, 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 we'll spend our time romancing each night away. Then we'll go fishing every day. I want to go back to my little old shack in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Where the mackerel and the pickerel and the lutefisk go swimming by. Where the mackerel and the pickerel and the lutefisk go swimming by. From Shonen Knife, and you are listening to Five Count. Shonen Knife no Naoko desu. Tada ima o kiki no hoso wa Five Count desu. Five Count to Saiko! I wanna be Swiss Baby. Level five. 
Hey, welcome back to the five count. Summertime, I think. Or it was. It is. I don't it's know. Summertime it right now. It's a little toasty. I'm at home right now thinking about how I should have bought more stuff from Ron's Pawn. I, dude, it's no joke. I'm not even joking. I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> no jokes. <laughs> but there I, will be a choke. I think about it pretty regularly, actually. That it'll just pop into my mind. I can remember it vividly. I remember walking into Ron's Pond. I would, I would, re- I actually liked Ron's Pond more than Quality Pond, and I would just frequently the pawn shops, looking around at stuff. And I went into Ron's Pond, and I walked back, and bam, I saw that that Vintage Club amplifier sitting there, and I was like, oh damn. I was like, I knew about these, but I never once saw the 410 version. I asked them if I could play it. They had a Strat in-house, so I pulled the Strat off the wall, and they said, yeah, okay. Or can I just check it out? <clears throat> you know what happened, son? After they heard you play, they thought, this guy obviously is a big shot, and he's got money, so he could pay full price. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they said it was, I was like, well, how much do you want for it? There wasn't even a tag on it. And they said four hundred bucks, and I tried to offer. I don't know what I offered, like two fifty, three hundred. You know, just get the ball rolling, and they wouldn't budge up. Nope, four hundred, four hundred, four hundred. And I just didn't have the money. I was young. I was working at High V. I was young. I just didn't have that cash money. And it's like, it's before I owned any of the, the gear that you know that of of me owning now, like my Fender Deville, two twelve. That amplifier, all my effects pedals, I didn't have any of that stuff. I had my black PV Strat style Predator guitar, and that was it. And I was I was wanting like to get a tube amp that sounded sweet, and that should have been the first one. Man, I just can't help but feel sorry for all the people out there who encountered you and a helpful frown in every aisle that you were in at high I was. And I thought about it for weeks and tried to figure out, like, how can I pay for this thing? How? I just didn't have the money. Well, Ton, uh, now you're loaded and you've got uh, your health and your great radio. The crazy thing is, I'll just add this one last piece. The DeVille amp that I have now that I ended up getting as my first big upgrade into the tube world, um, I bought that actually used from Brown's Music that used to be in, in New Alm. And that was originally like a $1,200 amp, and I got that one for 600 bucks. That guy get, cut me a sweet deal. Boom, shaka lock. Yeah, and it's still a good amp. Ton, you're still a good egg. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, gentle listener, for joining us for another episode of The Five Count. Yes. You could go to thefivecount.com and... You could find links to everything that we have going on outside of this program, which is considerably a lot. Yes. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Patreon. We do a fancy, fancy show called the Five Count Co-op, where we play vintage video games. In addition, only on Patreon, we do something called the Five Count at the Movies. Yeah. Watch Road Meat. That's a movie we just watched. It's available right now. It's high quality. You get early access to all our shows, and you get access to all the classic episodes from like the first five years which are real real good real barn burners real like bonus shows and all sorts of stuff there is a lot of stuff on there just chip in a you know just a little bit just throw it right in the old tip cup 
Every bit helps. It really does. I'm telling you what, all that money, it's not like just frivolously spent on like new diamond encrusted socks for Dusty or whatever. It goes towards the hosting of the website. It goes towards like operating costs of keeping this show going is what it really yeah. is. Hey, we're done. Hey, go to Lori Dawn Ceramics and see you next week. See you later. You are here, aren't you, Ninja? Ninja?